Family from the Heart, episode number 11. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are so excited to be back to give you our breakdown of another chapter of the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I have really been enjoying this book. It has been challenging me to understand how to love you better, Stephanie. Cool. Cool. And so I, I'm just, uh, anyway. No, it's a great book, and, and I'm enjoying it well. Wonderful. All right, so anyway, uh, for those who are not aware, we are covering the book, uh, The Five Lo- Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and it's uh, all about how to communicate love through the various different means that you can communicate love. And uh, we encourage you, if you're brand new to this and you're interested in finding out more, you probably want to go all the way back to episode number three when we started this thing. And uh, we've been having a wonderful opportunity of getting to know each other better. And Stephanie and I have certainly shared a lot of our lives here behind the microphone. And we hope that uh, we have been able to uh, share with you a little bit of, of, of things that you can relate to in your own marriage. Uh, and if you're not married, perhaps something that you can carry out and uh, apply to other relationships that you have. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know they have no idea why we're laughing out of nowhere because um, our daughter, our three year old daughter is here with us while we record. And so we had actually just paused the recording because she came into the room um, we are having some some stormy weather here today, so our satellite is coming in and out. So she came to tell us that her show went off, and so we we paused and dealt with that. And Cliff said, "Can you go build me a big tower with these things that we have?" <laughs> so she goes out in the other room. He pushes record and or play and said whatever you just said, which I have no idea what. And she comes in and says, "Ta-da!" Because she's already built a big tower with her. With her buildy things. All right. Well, we'll just deal with her being in the studio. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. So anyway, basically, Stephanie, we're we're continuing on. We've covered all five of the different love languages. We've talked about words of affirmation. We've talked about what quality time is. We've talked about receiving gifts. We've talked about acts of service. And we talked about physical touch. And with each of these, we talked about within those love languages, there are very multiple ways of expressing those Uh, love through those and they're called dialects and people who have been following along know all of this already right and so anyway today uh this chapter is is called discovering your primary love language which one is the one that is your love language and the idea the, the main idea one phrase stuck out in this chapter to me and and it's kind of like if i had to sum up what i want to pull away from this book and communicate to my heart is that I want to learn what I can do to keep your love tank full. You know, for me, I'm, I'm asking myself, how important is it? Because the question is, you know, what is which one is your primary love language? What if you feel like you have more than one primary love language? For example, he starts out with a story of somebody in the beginning of the book 
who said what? In the beginning of the book or the beginning or, of the I'm sorry, chapter? the beginning of this chapter. Okay, in the beginning of the chapter, Bob thought that he had two love languages, one being um, words of affirmation and the other being physical touch. But through a series of questions and more um, digging deeper into it, we just found out that Bob's love language was words of affirmation. He just desired sex a lot. Exactly. And so he, he thought that that meant that physical touch was was his primary love language. Right. Which, when in fact, how he found out that it wasn't was that he would be emotionally drained or emotionally empty if his wife was critical and condescending and not speaking positive words to him. I mean, having all the sex in the world, but not giving him those uplifting words would crush him. Right. In so, fact, he said that um, if it, if he never, if, if the wife were, what the, I forget the language that he used, but if the wife were to snip, you know, kind of pull him down publicly, kind of just like bring little snippets of things here. I don't think that was him. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah. See the see the reason why I know this is because that's my love language, and um, if you want, I'll pull out the book so we can find it. No, because that's it, fine. Because it's yeah. important to me. To, okay. to there, it, it basically he said um, that if the husband, if if she did all kinds of the nitpicky kind of things or whatever. I forget the language he used, but he used condescending and critical. Yeah. Condescending and critical, which exactly. I said when I was, were you listening to me? No, when I, I, probably, was talking? I probably wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I gave you what he said. And okay. Well, anyway, so basically <laughs> yes. what I want to say is that, and, and, and I'm going to say exactly what you just said, but I'm okay. going to say that he got, he would actually get to the point where he would not even desire to have physical. Exactly. He would withdraw from her. Exactly. And, and it, it, so you said it in a different way. It's like she could give all the sex in the world. But it, what what basically he said in here is that, you know what, if it came down to this and she was critical and condescending in public, chances are he would no longer even desire right. the, the sexual right. intercourse. And so therefore physical and he didn't have any other hints of other dialects of physical touch. So more than likely, right. it was the it, words it of affirmation. You know, if the, it did holding hands or, you know, um, running her her fingers through his hair you know none of that mattered it was it was just the the sexual intercourse and so it was through further investigation was not his love language exactly and so let's see here i want to move on to what are we going to talk about next we we had um so basically the the thing is is he he understood or he pointed out in this example that not everybody has Two love languages, or right. but, or in this case, he pointed out that this gentleman did not have two primary love languages or or equal love languages. But the spouse who, the the person who has a spouse who has two love languages, has it made because they have um, a more variety of what to choose to to how to speak love to their spouse. Yes, absolutely. I apologize. I'm a little distracted because we just lost our signal. Uh, to the world here. I believe we're getting ready to pull right back up. One second. All right, so I have no idea where we were. I, we're back now. I apologize. I didn't even do the, you know, the NPR. That, that's okay. Okay. So anyway, that- we were talking about, we had been talking about Bob and how he discovered he thought he had two primary love languages and through a source of questions and and in his case he didn't have one in case he, he, right or he had only one and then we had started to talk about the spouse who has two 
if you if you are married to a spouse who has two primary love languages, how that is actually, you know, a great thing because there are more variety of ways that you can speak love to that spouse. Exactly. And so they did talk about the fact that you can have you can be bilingual as far as a primary yes. love language is the terminology that he used and all this stuff with languages that it's kind of funny. But anyway, um, so we talked about the goal of keeping your spouse's love tank full. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question of the chapter, though, is how do we discover which is our primary? And what if you do feel like you're you're kind of up in the air? And so there are three examples of ways that he says yes. that you can kind of figure out either immediately or over time what your love language is. And so we're going to cover those three ways. And so the first one, Stephanie, is uh, what does your spouse do that hurts you most deeply? And in essence, he's saying that whatever your deepest hurts are, that you know, whatever causes the deepest hurts from your spouse, that's usually an indicator or of a what, clue of what your primary love language is. Right. And so the idea is, uh, can you give an example of something like that? And an example would be your your love language is words of affirmation. Exactly. And what would hurt you the most would be if we were in public or or at home. It doesn't matter. Um, I think in public, you it kind of hurts twice as much. Just like if I gave you a word of affirmation in public, it would count twice as much. Mm-hmm. Or so, three or four. Or yeah. And um, and so in, in public or in private, when you are constantly using um, negativity and condescension and um, being very critical, then that would show you that, you know, if you did not know that words of affirmation was your love language, but my words are what hurt you the most, then you would know. Right. And it even talks about the fact that, you know, you, you could have somebody say something as kind of like a, a, a joke. Uh, in, in a certain way, you know how some people can kind of yeah. like make a joke at the expense of their spouse. Yeah. And some sometimes the spouse can pretty much just let that roll off, especially if words of affirmation is not one of them. But it, 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 at, at, at any point, it's not a good thing to do because mm-hmm. it's not communicating love, obviously. But there are some people who are even more deeply affected by that just joke at their expense mm-hmm. or, or that little. So you get the point. And yep. so. The fact that that if that's what I mean, if that's the one thing, the most the the biggest thing, the biggest gripe you have that hurts you the most from what your spouse does or does not do, uh, then that could often indicate what your primary love language is. Exactly. And early on in our marriage, it was it was quite I mean, I didn't know any of this love language stuff, but it was quite clear to me that the most hurtful thing that could ever be done is for Stephanie to share a flaw of mine publicly. And at the time we were the, the most public we were at that time was to, in a, like in a small group Bible study or at church or at and, church. Yeah. And, and people would, you know, how you get to talk and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, well, you know, well, that's nothing. Let me tell you what Cliff does. And, and it, it wasn't ever that you were being hurtful. It was, you know, it was kind of the way that the conversation was being steered and it was just adding to the conversation. It, I mean, it was, and but it. I mean, it's like wow to the heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that didn't really register with you because you. It, it's not you. It's not your primary love language. And so I understand now. And I was a kid. And you were a kid. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Don't forget. A Ex- lot of what you held against me when we first got married was just you married a stupid kid. and I did not marry a stupid kid. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I married, I, I married somebody who was very young and had not had a lot of life experience. Okay. And so that and I, and I mean to say it in that way. See, okay. see that. See, I could never use the term "stupid kid" in in describing you. I, I okay. always see that. that I'm, I'm finding that I all. That's an okay. So he, <laughs> examine. Um, I'm going to skip to number three because that here's number three. It says, examine what you do or say to express love to your spouse. So basically. Um, this is not an absolute indicator of what your own love language is, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it is clearly an indicator in my case because people have commented on me. Um, let's see. Anyway, people have. I'm sorry. People have commented to me in in pot after in emails and I'm stuff like add that. Add number five to this list. What's that? <laughs> Pay attention to me. Okay, I'm sorry. When we're podcasting. <laughs> But people have have come and it's like, Cliff, I heard the words that you said and when you were explaining about Stephanie and about how much she means to you, that it, it's quite clear that you have you are in love with her. And it's like I realize it's like I do whenever it, there's an opportunity to talk about Stephanie it, it, to talk about you. It, it It is like it's always built up. It's encouraging. It's uplifting. Why? Because I love you, and and I'm I'm excited to be your husband, and I think that you're a wonderful woman, and thanks, and and that I'm very blessed and lucky to have you, especially with all the crap I put you through, and so I mean the fact that you love me in spite of me is just amazing, and and so I'm so thankful, and and so that for me is huge, and then of course you know being in the in the place where we are in podcasting, we often get some criticism, okay, and of course when somebody criticizes me. It, it cuts to the heart more so than the average person because my primarily language is words of affirmation. But boy, oh boy, when somebody criticizes my wife, guess 25, um, <laughs> you know, it, it may even be something minor, but I don't take it, you know? Right. And so that's an example. And so what, what did he mean that it's not an absolute indicator? So, so examining I, what I you do. I don't remember what he, I don't, what what's the word you keep using? Terminology. I don't remember what terminology he used, but it's not always an exact indicator because it could be a learned habit. There was the the reference in the book to the man who was constantly loving showing his wife love by buying her gifts because that is the habit that he learned from his father. His father always bought his mom, you know, nice gifts and, and brought them to her. But that wasn't necessarily his love language. That was a learned. That was a learned habit. Exactly. And so uh, we've talked about two ways to discover your primary language. Number one, what hurts you? Your deepest hurts can be an indicator. Number three is examine what you do or say to express love uh, to your spouse. Which, if it's a learned habit, it may not be the best indicator. Exactly. But then number two. Number two is a big one, I think. Number two is a big one. Number two is a big one. Is what have I most often requested of my spouse? You know, what is the right. what is what is the one thing that I really wish I could see come from my spouse? You know, or what do I wish she would do or he would do or whatever it is. And so um, one of the things that he talked about in this book is the idea of writing down a list, making a list of what is the ideal spouse for me. 
Right. That seems, does, is it me or does that seem like a little odd? It seems a little odd. Because, I mean, I, I would have to think that that would be a painful experiment or experience to. For all involved. For all involved. I mean, it's exactly. like. Exactly. Because it, it, I don't want, I, I wouldn't want to create a list like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, gosh, I wish you would do this. I wish you. And then all of a sudden you feel like, how can I ever live up to all that? Right. So I, I think that. He has the right motives in suggesting it, but I think that because of a lot of the, a lot of the external um, views on marriage that we take in through the vast different places that it can come, kind of taints that. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is for me, I, I think that the idea of this exercise isn't necessarily to write down what the idea spouse is and then share it with your spouse. But more so of saying, okay, what is the, what would, in my mind, what is the trait of the perfect spouse? And then kind of look at that as maybe as an indicator of what my primary love language is. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. What you would look for most in a spouse, in your perfect mate, which hopefully is your spouse, (laughs) would indicate what your primary love language is. Okay. So anyway, uh, what we had come up with is a couple things. Number one, we were supposed to come up with four things, a list of four things. Right. We shared this a couple of weeks ago in the Acts of Service Yes. podcast when we covered the book, um, the chapter in the book, Acts of Service. He talked about this couple who both had the same primary love language, but they spoke different dialects. So what they could do was to write down a list of four things that they could um, write down four things that your spouse can do that will speak love to you. Right. And so Cliff and I had took that on as a project of our own. Exactly. Theirs happened to all four be acts of service related things. Because which, that was their primary love language. Right. And so my immediate hence the thought. the chapter. Exactly. Hence the chapter. <laughs> why they use that example in that chapter. But then we came away from that and I thought to myself, well, you know, for initially I thought, well, I need to come up with four acts of th- service things. Right. But the thing is. Well, is you that, came away from that chapter thinking that acts of service was higher on your list. Then it. Then. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Which it's not. Because I, I think I finally starting to, using these three things, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Right. Because. Acts so of, if anyone ever watched the show friends it could be like monica you're gonna give me a one and a two and a five and ooh, a three and a four <laughs> i don't you, get you that. saw that clip you don't remember that no anyway because your list is not all acts of service right they're like one from here and one from there yes you don't remember seeing that that no. clip with me i'll have to tell you about it later okay but anyone else who was ever a fan of friends knows exactly what i'm talking about Gotcha. All right. So what we're going to do is we are going to there, there are two things. There's another uh, exercise that he gave us in this um, episode or in this episode, in this chapter. <laughs> chapter. I, I'm, I'm watching the technology. I'm watching McKenna. I'm trying to focus on you. It, you know, we're having fun here. This is what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we have this exercise. I love how you call stress fun. Yeah. I don't know sometimes. because I don't think you're having fun. I think that you're highly out of your element. Well, I you know what it is? I think more than anything, I am highly out of my element because it's extremely hot in here and I'm having a hard okay. time breathing. But outside of that, I'm okay. Would it help if we open the door since she's not watching TV anymore? Nah. Okay. 
All right. So anyway, we have we have that exercise. We're going to go through that. Stephanie yes. and I are going to discuss it. But there was another um, exercise. That was in this chapter. That was in this chapter. Explain the exercise first. Well, um, he said to write down for yourself the love languages in order to what you think your primary, you know, starting with your primary love, love language and then rate the others two through five, how you think that they rank for you. And then do the same for what you think your spouses are. Right. All right. So I'll tell you what. Let, what I love gonna, how you wrote. <laughs> here's how you can tell the difference between you and I. Just one of the differences. You wrote them all out. Uh-huh. I used initials. Yeah. I, I abbreviated them. <laughs> See, I can't do that. I have It has to all be written out. All right. So, so, funny. so here, here's the situation. Here's how we're going to do this. We are going to start off with this week's exercise. Okay. And so um, I'll tell you what, Stephanie is going to tell me what she believes mine are, and then I'm going to actually tell her mine. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead. What do you think my number one primary love language is? Words of affirmation. All right. You got it. I'm going to put a check mark. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Number two. Physical touch. You got it. Number three. Acts of service. You got it. Number four. Quality time. You got it. Receiving gifts. Number five at the bottom. And I told you that I thought that um, words of affirmation could take up spots number one and two and receiving gifts could just fall off the grid, which is why I'm not concerned about Father's Day. (laughs) Seriously. We have something totally fun planned. Well, I do in my head. I'm not sharing it with my kids because my children cannot, cannot keep a secret. And um, I wouldn't expect them to. They're eight, six, and three, you know. But um, but I, I have an idea in my head, and it and it requires no money. Awesome. See, I I do not need gifts whatsoever, and it and I think part of it is because of you know the financial strains. It's like, please don't get me a gift. And when I think about having to get gifts for other people when f- things are financially tight like this, right? The stress levels go through the roof. So. And- I told you when I was, you were having a hard time doing mine. I told you I had you pegged. Did I not? You have me pegged. You got a hundred percent. Oh, I'm going to write that. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hey, Kenna, <laughs> whatever you do, don't stick your tongue on those things. Okay. <laughs> She's trying to plug them into each other, which I'm sure is not good either. Yeah. Hey, let's not do that. Baby yeah. Girl. Let's, let's leave the cables alone so that yeah, we don't have all kinds of buzzing noises here. Not, let's not do that. Go find something else to play with. Go bring a toy in here, baby. All right. So anyway, moving right along. Okay. Now I am going to try to guess. Now you're gonna make me look bad because not. not okay. <laughs> you now are I'm, the one. You are I'm the one. I'm gonna make myself look bad all on my own here because you wanted me to go first. Yeah. So I'm going to try to guess. Yeah. Stephanie's. It doesn't matter what order we would have went in. Yeah. It's gonna be bad either way. I have no idea. Okay. 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 Here's one thing I do know. Your number one is acts of service. Yes. Okay. So I do know that. All right. Number two, if I, and, and you know what? I, I, you made me put my pencil down and I'm like, I wasn't, <laughs> I so wasn't done. All right. So if, okay. So acts of service can't be number two. So we're, we're narrowed it down to uh, four options. So would number two be receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service, or no, words of affirmation or physical, physical touch? I'm going to say number two uh, probably is, oh gosh, this is so hard. Um, Would number two be physical touch? No, it would not. All right. 
Would number two be... Now you're just guessing. All right. Would number two be quality time? It would. Really? Yeah. See, let me. can I tell you why I think I had a hard time? Let me just write this down because I, I, I need a cheat sheet for, for, to put my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. What was that first one? <laughs> acts of service. <laughs> All right. So um, we got acts of service. Number two was quality time. You want to know why I put quality time at, I couldn't figure out where to put it. Why? It's because there are times when I would... I'm ready to spend time with you, but you're like, dude, I'm like doing my own thing. The kids are in bed. I've got this TV show. Please don't come and bother me right now. Right. And so that's why sometimes I, but I that's was like on your time that that's, does that make sense? Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so quality times number two for you. Quality time is number See, two I would have me. never if you guessed, would look, guessed that. If you would, if you would, glance back over the last several weeks you will find yourself remembering when i say hey will you come and just talk to me while i do the dishes or oh yeah will you come and you know watch me change the laundry right you know okay so um so so just keeping company uh during during daily routine all right that's a good note all right, so uh, you're number three. So, okay, that helps me because now we're narrowing this baby down. <laughs> All right, acts of service, gone. Quality time, gone. Now there is receiving gifts, physical touch, or words of affirmation. I'd have to say words of affirmation would be number three. No? No. Crap. Uh, here I give you all this. No wonder you're not feeling the love from me. <laughs> I'm giving and giving and giving, and it doesn't do anything for that tank. It is words of... Okay. If, if words of affirmation is number five, I'm in trouble. It's not number five. Oh, good. So I know what number four is. <laughs> All right. So words of affirmation. I got that one down. But so so basically when I give you words of affirmation, it's like going into a foreign country and exchanging currency. And I'm like losing my butt every time. It's like it, it's kind of like going with the American dollar into the euro system. Pretty much. Crap. All right. That that's just a real bummer. You know that. I'm sorry. My my dollar's not worth anything <laughs> in in your in my marriage economy here. Crap. <laughs> and acts of service. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm you, screwed. You know what? Here here's the thing, babe. You have known that my primary love language is acts of service for a very long time just give her that napkin right there and have her dab it up it's not that bad <laughs> so kenneth built a little bit of a little bit of tea on the floor just to drop because i drank most of it and uh <laughs> cliff's heart dropped well one thing that that bugs me more than anything else yeah is is non-cleanliness and dirty carpets and written on walls dirty and- carpets Okay, our carpet has some stains on it, but in our carpet's defense, or in my children's defense of the carpet, it runs right alongside our kitchen. And the spot of the carpet that is dirty is next to them. I spill things on the carpet when I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, I've knocked over a whole bowl of eggs. And do you know how hard it is to clean up raw eggs out of carpet? I Actually, I don't. It's not easy. Anyway. So anyway... Um, all right, so we figured out number one is acts of service. Number yes. two is quality time. Number yes. four is words of affirmation. Yes. So I got a 50-50 shot of getting number three and five right. 
All right. So let's see here. Receiving gifts and then. Um, I really want to help you, but that would physical be touch. I, well, I'd say physical touch is probably more important than receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. So physical touch is number three and then receiving gifts is number five. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm very glad that that one's at the bottom because <laughs> you're funny. Because that one's a tough one for me. All right. So let's see here. Whew. All right. Well, I, that helps me learn a lot. And now we're going to move on over to say, okay. okay, how can we how can we communicate love to each other uh, better? And so I am going to how about we share, each share one at a time and I'll let you start with one. OK. And then um, I'll do one. OK. All right, so, so yeah. goodness, I'm here just, we go. I'm just holding on to the... To we need the, a drum roll. Dr. Chapman says, I don't have to do those. <laughs> What's that? Oh, Dr. yeah. Dr. Chapman says, I don't have to do those. Okay. It's just suggested if I want to speak love to you. <laughs> well, it, it's not suggested if yeah. you want to speak. It, it's one way. It's one way you can speak love. Okay, so Stephanie, I'm ready. Okay, my number one. Yeah. Oh, so yours are in priority. Okay. Th- this one, yes, is okay. in priority. I'm, I'm listening. Is to be home and available to me and the kids three nights a week. To be the- home and available. Okay. Three nights per week. And that does not include Sunday, which is your day off. Not including Sunday. Now, does that mean not going back to work that night as well? If the kids were in bed, that could be discussed okay. after that. Okay. I mean, this is for our evening nightly routine. Okay. So after kids in bed uh, discussion or discussed only. All right. So, okay. That's and good to know. I, you know, When I had mentioned this, um, you know, several weeks ago when we talked about active service and doing this activity, activity. I had said, um, bring my purse back, young lady. Um, she has a huge fascination with my wallet. I have no idea why it doesn't have any money in it, but she likes it. Actually, she thinks it's fun to pull all my cards out of the yes, slot, which I is know. hugely frustrating. Um, anyway, so when I had mentioned this a few weeks ago, I said, um, I had mentioned this particular one, but I had said to be home three nights a week. Right. Well, you were home several nights. A couple of nights last week, but one night you slept on the couch all night, and the one night you were um, you were not working, but you were in the office here in the studio um, doing something. It was not work related, so to be home and available. Gotcha. To us. Okay. So I I have that one down. So am I allowed to share one now? Yes, absolutely. All right. Let's see. Where is mine? I need um, another piece of paper. You do? <laughs> no, I got it. All right. Uh, let's see here. My number one is um, words of affirmation and appreciation. Um, and and I'll give you an example of, of just oca- occasionally. There was one day you came in. I don't remember who you were talking to. I think it was somebody you had to watch the kids for. And we won't say their names even if you know who it is. Uh, but But you had said, you know, I want to thank you for working as hard as you do. And I know that sometimes I give you a hard time about how much you work and stuff like that, but I realize you do what you have to do to provide for our family. 
and the fact that you don't have that you don't expect me to work outside of the home uh, really means a lot to me. And I just I haven't said that enough and I appreciate it. When you said that to me, I mean, that's that's like going to the gas station and, and filling off the tank. You know, it doesn't matter something. A statement like that to me doesn't matter if I've if we're burning fumes that right there can can fill the tank. Um, uh, just though, and, and so there are some that are just little and and I don't, I don't remember the incident that I vaguely remember the incident that brought that up. See that, that's what's we need because that was huge for me. Here is the, I remember saying it Okay, because it was intentional. That was one thing that I had been, okay, this, it would, something that I think about all the time about how grateful I am that I don't have to work outside this home and that you do um, run yourself in the ground most days to, to, to make that happen for us. Um, so I think about that all the time, but verbalizing it, you know, words of affirmation is my number four. Right. And, and so, you know, poor Cliff being married to someone who is gifted with the ungodly gift of sarcasm, you know, it's hard (laughs) for him a lot of the time. And, and I know that, but that was one time when we had already been reading this book. I'm pretty sure we had already covered words of affirmation and I had intentionally set out to, to build you up. So I'm, I'm, thankful that it worked it, it, it was I, I'm telling you that that that's a tank filler right there that that one alone <laughs> is a tank filler all right that's one to record what I just I'm gonna record them and put them on your iPod oh, remember gotcha <laughs> and and you know and, and in the same way you know then they'll lose their effectiveness exactly well the thing is is, is I mean that is a joke and and in the same way the the condescending the joke or you know there are times when when you know if if I you know, if I'm doing something and I don't do it the way that's like, well, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, you know, just. Right. Well, because I mean, for the, if you haven't been reading the book, um, you really do need to go back, but, and, and read it. Our, our podcast cannot be your only source of getting this information. Right. But, um, because one thing that he talks about in that chapter of words of affirmation is not only is it the building up words, you know, you are a great husband and a great provider and a great father. And so it's telling you all those things mean nothing. If I turn around and I'm like, can you change the garbage already? Exactly. You know, that's it. It's, it's kind of like, it's like shooting a hole in the bottom of the tank. Exactly. It, it, it just drains right out. You can, you can, you can fill the tank right up, but, it, but it, chances are, and, and what's weird is those little holes They'll, they'll continue. It, they take a long time to repair. Yes, they do. You know, they slowly leak out everything. And so, yeah, for me, if you want to communicate love to me, it's it's words of affirmation and and of just, you know, just appreciation, even for the little things, because I realize that I, I unfortunately, being the um, acts of service is very low on my list. I realize that you may, it's, you know, the pickings are slim. It's number two. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? It's number two. What do you mean? <laughs> no, acts of service is number three on mine. Oh, that's right. It's number three. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. so I realize yes, the, sl- the, pick- the pickings are slim on what you can appreciate me for. So, you know, any, you know, the. Well, and I think I shared that sometimes my greatest struggle is when I am making an intentional effort to, and this is, this is my problem, not yours. Um, you know, when I am making an intentional effort to, to love you with words of affirmation and physical touch, but at the same time, 
I'm not feeling loved. My love tank is empty because my top two are like way down on your list. And so in that I will get snappy or, or grumpy or, you know, and, and then I drain your love tank, which is, you know, then I'm at, I'm back at square one. So what good is it for me to, uh, even when I do not feel loved and, and this, he talks about very early in the book, even when my love tank is empty and if it never gets full, I still have to be because the more that I am intentionally loving you and filling your love tank, then, then they will come around and, and begin to love you and yours. Right. And, and the whole goal here is the goal is for us to keep filling each other's love tank, to keep it full. And the reason for that is because when our love tank is full, it makes it easier for us to communicate in a love language that's not maybe our own. Right. So it, it, it's it there. There's a desire there's, to want to do that. That's the words that I was looking for. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Stephanie, you're going to tell me what number. So I know that I can be home available, home and available to you three nights per week. Yes. Uh, not and, including my day off on Sunday. Right. And and in, in my mind, just so you know, I'm 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 verbalizing my my thoughts. My mind, home, is upstairs. Right. It, yep. it it is upstairs. It's with you. It's it's physical presence, and, Don't and tell being me a part that, of the family. Yeah, um, it, th- this is you know one thing that that happened recently where I had a hard time sorting out sorting out my feelings was you told me you were going to be home, and then you're like oh I got to mow the grass tonight. I'm like I don't care about the grass, <laughs> you know. So again, I'm 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 not trying to point out what you're doing wrong. I'm trying to point out how I react. Sure. To to that, and so th- those are things that I'm working on, but you know say yes i'm going to stop working at such and such time but first i need to mow the grass so i'll actually be home right. and available at you know an gotcha. hour and a half two hours later whatever gotcha you know I including your shower time and, and everything like that so yep anyway i'm just verbalizing so that i don't No, i understand I, know, no, I, the I, more I, the more that you verbalize what you need from your spouse the more the less likely you are to be a bitter spouse mm-hmm you know, if I never tell you what I want and expect, how do you know how to show that to me? Exactly. And then, and of course, this book doesn't really go into the, the level of communication. Yes, no, it doesn't. This communication we learned about elsewhere. A, yeah. And, and communication and uh, communicating your expectations is huge in marriage. Yes. And, and of course, that, that you hear the benefits of us learning that. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of people are really a, a attracted to this podcast because of the way that we communicate with one another. It's the way that we're so open with one right. another. And and so um, hopefully we'll in the future we'll cover a book on communication. Right. But you know what? Um, podcasting had we had we found podcasting early on in our marriage, that could have been fun too. Have we what? <laughs> had we had podcasting been around in the early parts of our marriage, yeah, that could have been fun too, but, but for completely other reasons. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's would, like that would have been, been like watching Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> it's like you're enjoying people's failure, you know. It's we we've learned a lot in nearly twelve years. Oh my so. gosh, have we learned a lot? All right, so um, number two for you, you could probably guess. No, but please don't. I'll, I'll tell don't you. Don't put anyway. me on the no, spot. No, I'm not putting. I'm not asking you to guess. I'm saying you probably like when I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that makes sense." Okay. Replacing the garbage bag when you change the garbage. All right. So that is one of my like. You'll pull out the garbage and you'll and you'll take out the trash and then you get distracted and you never come back and replace the bag, and 
normally you change it like when you're upstairs in your home and and i'm cooking dinner or we're you know doing something having a snack and we're like shoving in the garbage and you'll pull the bag out and go change it and then get lost but i'm still cooking dinner and needing the garbage so anyway so that would actually that would be it's, for you that would be just as equal as to to me as saying like I you know a, a word of affirmation that that would communicate love to you it me would. putting a garbage bag yeah, in yeah I I actually feel um, a great deal of disrespect for what I'm doing for the activity that the chore whatever word that you want to use for what I'm doing when the garbage bag is not replaced wow while See, I'm doing yeah. that is so weird for me because to me that is such it's a pretty it's crazy an, isn't it it, it, it seems like. <laughs> Wow, I mean, it, it's just a garbage bag. But I, mean, I have to wash my hands and get in the cabinet okay. and pull out a bag, and I mean, well, th- that's awesome to know. Now that I know that that is a way of communicating love. Actually, when I do that, I'll say I'm doing this because I love my wife. Yeah, awesome. Which is fun because anyone who's listened to Family from the Heart since the very first episode, you know, we we talked about changing the garbage and how a lot of the times you would mumble and grumble when you have to do it and. And anyway, that was a funny story. You could listen to Cliff um, talk about how he feels about changing the garbage sometimes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was your number two. Here's yeah. here's my number two. Where's okay? Uh, my number two is um, more physical touch. Um, and and I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. And it's and it's not sexual because I, you know, I, not to go into detail, but we're we have a healthy. Uh, physical relationship yes and so and and I don't say that ashamedly Mm-mm. and I don't even say that you know hey don't let your kids hear I mean it, I, I we have a healthy physical relationship and I'm very thankful for that um, and um, but anyway what I'm talking about is more there was a the other day Thursday was it Thursday you were highly stressed I was so highly stressed it, it, we actually shared about it in mm-hmm. in uh, family from the heart last week so you guys even know the exact details of what we're talking about and I remember sitting upstairs and I was sitting at the kitchen table with my my head like down in it, 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 my my I think you were reading an email. I was reading an email, mm-hmm. but I was just like, man, this is horrible. You had to hold yourself up. Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was really bad. And my wife came up and she just she put her arm or her hands on my shoulders and then she just rubbed her fingers up and down my back just to kind of just say I'm here. And that communicated love to me like nothing else. I mean, it was not a sexual touch at all. It was, I felt love and I felt, I felt, I felt my love tank increasing. I mean, I, I know that it's, a, it's an analogy, but literally if, if you could, if you could feel, if you could feel your tank being filled, I could, I felt it. I right. mean, with, with each second you continue to just physically either you know rub your hand down my arm or just to say i'm here physically you didn't have to say words it's just i could i could feel you communicating i love you i'm here with you we're going to make this don't worry i mean not don't worry but right but i'm here mm-hmm. and that for me that is a way that you can communicate love to me i love that you picked out those two as your as your first two because this is my testament to this book that was intentional. I had other things that I had to be doing. I had other things that I could have been doing other than what I had to be doing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I took the time out to stand there behind you and 
it was completely intentional. So that goes to show that when you take the time to be intentional about loving your spouse in their love language, that they, I mean, you know, it's, that doesn't mean that I haven't screwed up a ton of times between, you know, Thursday, between now and Thursday. I'm sure I have. And, um, I know I have, um, anyway, but if you, it's it's a lot like parenting you have to be consistent you know i would imagine that had i been consistent in in intentionally showing you love speaking your love language to you over the last four days your tank would be running over right you know so i i love that your first two examples have been intentional awesome so let's see here i think are we on number three of yours right Mm -hmm. okay so i'm ready i'm my notes I'm taking copious notes here. <laughs> You're funny. All right. Okie dokie. My number three only applies to my number one. Okay. Let's see. Number one was to be home. Okay. Okay. Is to make more of an effort with the chores that you already know need to be done to keep this house running. Okay. So more of an effort with chores. Can you give me some examples? I know that I know one of I think I know your number three. Okay. If it's not your number three, it's your number four. Okay. Okay. So, can I go ahead and say it? Yeah. Okay. Is it number three or number four I'll, I'll for tell a clean you. kitchen? I, I, I will save that for okay. when we get there. But you can just tell me okay. your examples of what I can do. Having a clean kitchen is on Cliff's list. Let's say I am helping with homework, or um, in in the midst of one of the many other things that it takes to keep this house running and you come upstairs and the table's sticky don't sigh about it wipe it off okay you know make an intentional effort to instead of getting frustrated with me for what i haven't done to accept okay you know the table may be sticky right now but my kids love tanks are overfilling and they're clean you know right <laughs> um so I, I th- maybe um, to accept my flaws with a more greater picture perspective. There you go. <laughs> um, does that does that make sense? But mm-hmm. but to make a more of an effort to help out instead of getting getting hurt and angry with me, um, to say okay, you know, it's just wiping off a table. Right. You know? it, it's just loading the dishwasher. It's. Right. So one thing I'll ask, I, I will do that because, and remember there are certain times when when um, he talked in, in earlier chapters about when you would do something and if the response was not, it was counter to your love language, right. that you would just give up doing those things. Because I've tried to do some of those things in the past. And sometimes, and, and sometimes I think I'm going to have to be more mindful of the way that I do it and the attitude in which I do it. Uh, I realize that I need to communicate not only in the action, but in the the motives of my heart when I do it. Right. But um, there have been times when I've done things in the past to just kind of like I'll I'll empty the dishwasher and load it, or I'll do this. But you'll you'll be very defensive. It's like, oh, you know, you don't have to do that. I I know I'm I'm gonna get to it or something right. like that. So I'll I will definitely be more that, mindful of that. Can can I? I I'm not gonna make excuses for myself but i'm going to try to explain that and i don't want to hurt you in saying this i am learning how to be loved 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That it, it's been a long, I mean, not that you don't speak love to me, but I just your top it, two are not my top two. Right. I've and, always communicated love to you in my love languages. Right. Which are not as and so high on sometimes your list. I think that the reason you are unloading the dishwasher or whatever is because I didn't do it, not because you want to love me. Right. Does that make yep. sense? Okay. No, it makes perfect sense. And okay. and and I, you know, we're learning this together, and we that's are. why we're doing this. And you know, this is about enriching our own marriage as well as as being an inspiration to others to try to do the same. And so, absolutely. All right. Uh, what time do you have to go get the kids? In about 20 minutes. All right. So, well, we'll be done well before that. Yeah, we will. All right. So, I okay. So, more of an effort with chores that... So, basically, just to give you some examples. If the table's sticky, wipe it off. If I feel like the counter's a little cluttered, well, you know, unclutter the counter. Right. Uh, if the dishes, you know, are piled up, maybe unload the dishwasher. Um, if, the, if the kitchen floor is... Uh, crazy mad with all kinds of crumbs and everything else on it then sweep the floor which i've been doing a little bit more of what if you don't have any clean underwear ask how to do a load of laundry don't just angrily pull all your dirty (laughs) clothes out of the laundry basket okay sometimes it's not so much that you want to do things but it's the attitude in which you i I admitted that that is absolutely (laughs) all right uh in the chat room, he says, "Be careful. There's some bad storms, bad storms coming into Boone County." So yes, there are. We've already had a couple of bad storms today. Yep. So we've had that'll be good podcasting. I, I need to put some batteries in yeah. the Adirondack and go for a walk yeah. outside. I love storms. <laughs> All right. Um, so where are we at? Is it you're, my turn? Uh, yeah, you're on your number three. On uh, my number three, uh, I'm going to share this, and you have done this before. There is one room in this house that is more important than any other room in this house. It is our bedroom. It, it for me I, I I have this maybe it's I don't know if it's unrealistic but for me there is this dream of mine to have a completely 100% all the time clean bedroom. And I'm talking about you it's know It's a dream of mine as well. well I'm, it, it is. Here, here let me tell you just how crazy this dream is. I don't care that there is dust built up on the ceiling fan that that we could make bunnies for for you know we we could we could have we could start selling dust bunnies, and that does that does not bother me. It doesn't bother me. That's that, good because it doesn't bother me either. Okay, but the, the, if there's any room that would be dusted, and there's not a whole lot to be dusted in our bedroom. I mean, we it's not like we have even ever in the twelve years we've been married have ever gone out and bought a bedroom suit so i know but anyway if there was anything to be dusted in this house it would be our bedroom if i was ever going to receive a gift it would be a bedroom set (laughs) (laughs) i swore this i don't mean i well i do mean to interrupt you because i swore that we would not go past 10 years of marriage without owning our own bedroom suit right and we'll be married 12 years in august uh, in the chat room, he said, do what I do. Just buy a new fan instead of dusting. <laughs> so anyway. It's the ceiling fan. We'd have to uninstall it and reinstall I it. I think he got that. I know. So here's the deal. Okay, so let me let me just take you back into my, my you know, fantasy island here, if you will. The the thing is, oh my gosh, she's getting into my stuff. You're okay. Just just play with your toys. So One of her things are in there. Can okay, you can, you can get it out. Go ahead, baby. All right, so here's the deal. 
the 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 idea is that this would be the oasis. This is the getaway. I mean, I would be just as you've done this a couple times where you have completely cleaned out our bedroom. Not a single thing on the floor. There there if at maximum there's one book on the nightstand. Uh, there is nothing is ever a catch all. There's you know there's a place for everything and everything in its place. And, you know, the floor is vacuumed and, and that becomes and, and for as far as physical intimacy, that it means a lot for me as well. Right. And and it's so nice when that room, when that room of our house is clean. It's the one place where if things get really hectic on the outside of that door, it's the one place you can go to just ah, it's it's peaceful. It's quiet. It's right. a, it's a safe haven. And it's the one room in our house. I feel that it's okay to say, you know what, kids, this is one room. You have no right to come in here without being invited right. in. And so, therefore, you don't have to worry about blaming, you know, whether or not the kids are responsible for making the room a mess or not a mess. That, for me... Like taking all my jewelry out of my jewelry box? Exactly. And so, it's it's the one room in the house I would feel comfortable locking 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the fact that the last time I locked our bedroom door um, was not because it was clean and I wanted to keep that way. It's because I was hiding all of the clean laundry um, from the babysitter. But when I got home and I went to go to bed, I walked into the door. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. so for me, and, and and you know, if necessary, I would be willing to help get it there, but to keep a clean bedroom and have that... It, and I'm not saying the kid, you know, McKenna or Matthew or M- Megan, if they're having a hard time and they and they occasionally want to come in and sleep in our bedroom, I'm not saying they can't ever come in. I'm just saying unless you've been invited in or unless it's a case like that, this room, this entire, even including our bathroom, completely off limits to okay. you. You, I don't care who's in the bathroom. You're going to stand outside with your legs crossed and just pray that you can hold on to whatever you got to hold on to because you are not going into our room. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's okay. just crazy for no, me. No, I don't. But I don't think that it's crazy for you. But that that right there, that for me, I need I need a place that is is tranquil and and cleanliness is tranquil to me. And I realize that we have three kids and I realize all these other things. But if if there was a room in the house that could be clean all the time, okay. that would be it. And that would be a communication number three for me. Okay. So if I clean it, are you going to come to it? Absolutely. Okay. I, I, I will tell you this. I just, if it's clean, I'm drawn to it. Okay. I, I Matter of fact, the last time the room was that clean, I remember go, I, I'm not the type of person that just takes a book and goes and away and just to have some quiet time and read. But the last time it was, I found myself grabbing a book. And going in there and just spending 25 minutes alone, just the quietness and the cleanliness you took your of our MacBook room. and did your work in there, too. Exactly. I, I, it, I'm drawn to that room. And, and so, yeah, I, absolutely. <coughs> I, uh, only, I only ask that because many nights, because of, of physical problems with arthritis in his back and stuff, Cliff will sleep on the couch. And, um, and so that was, that was more of a joke for the two of, yep. <laughs> two of us than... Yes, it was. Anything else? All right. So, uh, wow, we are, we are going to make this. We're going to run this one right up to an hour. So, okay. So let's go ahead. My and number four. Your number four. I'm I'm ready. And th- this this one is a big one for me because I've already done the grunt work over the last eight years. Okay. Occasionally offering to bathe our children and allowing me to relax. 
Okay. And the older two know how to bathe themselves. They just need some supervision. Like Megan, she'll take an hour shower if you let her. And use up all the hot water. <laughs> Matthew gonna, will run the tub over to the edge. <laughs> okay. Kenneth still needs help. Occasionally, I'm going to, can I rephrase it and tell me if it, if it uh-huh. communicates the okay. same thing? Offer, occasionally offering to do bedtime routine. Okay. While allowing you to relax. Yes. While allowing to relax. Okay. Get out of there. I got it. I got it. All right. So I've got yeah. that one. And then you want my number four? Yes. And I'm, oh, you already know it. Clean kitchen. Yeah. A clean kitchen. Okay. It, for me, that that's the one room of the house where when they come in. When you come up our steps, you, the first thing you see is our kitchen. The first thing you see is the kitchen. And in fact, even if you, even if you, if, even if a client comes to our home and they you only come downstairs, from when you're, because of the split level home, you, all you see is the kitchen floor and the kitchen table and the kitchen counter. That's the only thing you see when you come into our house and look up. And if up. the counter is full of dishes, you see that too. Exactly. Ah, so anyway, you know what's funny is when I came um, when I came home today, you had a friend here, um, and you, you guys were already outside as I was coming in. But when I walked up the steps, the first thing I thought was, "Wow, I'm glad my upstairs is clean." Yeah, because I even if he did not come upstairs, I know that you can see that, and he's a taller man, so right. I'm sure he can see more from the foyer than I can. And did you notice I pulled the thing down on the couch? Because I, I learned did. that. I did. You slept on the couch and you, you fixed that this morning. And we I have did. this uh, cover. Thank that, you for doing that. That meant welcome. a lot to me. I learned about I learned I that about that you. couch cover because every time you sit on the couch and it doesn't matter who sits on the couch, but every time you do, it pulls up in the back. So and because it is not up against a wall. It's up against a railing. You can see the back of the couch showing and it's just it drives me crazy. So thank you very much. You're I welcome. didn't notice that. You're welcome. Hey, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to wrap this up. I know already that I'm going to play this music again as soon as it's done. Okay. Because we need to say thank you to Mardell.com. Absolutely. dot com. You can get the copy of this book, The Five Love Languages, for $5.99. It's on their bargain book section. And also... If you do buy it from them and you buy anything from Mardell.com, you can get 10% off by using the promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. And uh, please do that because they have, matter of fact, this month more than ever, we're going to need the money from the sponsorship. And we're praying and and hoping that uh, in the future, when the six months is up, that they'll renew. And I think they will because we've had lots of people out there saying they're buying from Mardell and they're sharing their experiences. And I'll tell you what, we, we would love to get some more emails from you. Share your experiences. Just send it to feedback at gspn.tv.